intro here. Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Got Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez backstage. Go to go over last week's game and talk about. Uh, the new coaching hires in the NFL and more. Stand by. We'll go ahead and take our first and only break, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just want to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder. If you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then. Hey Carlos, how you doing, man? Yo, 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 yo. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday there, Chief. Um, you know, I'm not sure where to start at. It was a lot of great <laughs> games on last weekend. Definitely want to go back over them with you. Uh, but first, you know what? Let's start with these coaching hires. Uh, the latest one, obviously, uh, Dan Quinn with the Washington Commanders. A lot of people thought it was gonna be Ben Johnson. Uh, seemed like a lock. Uh, Ron Rivera, defensive background coach. Ben Johnson, uh, there was a lot of uh, speculation that maybe he was asking too much money. Uh, that report's been kind of, eh, you know, we're not really sure. Uh, I think maybe because of his age, uh, doesn't seem like he's very, uh, what do you, what do you want to call it, vocal. And he's more of a coordinator material. Could be a big blessing in disguise that he didn't do it. But then again, he's with a good situation. Maybe he wants the perfect job uh, for when he comes available. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on uh, him not taking this job, which seems like a really good setup. He got the number two pick, and he got over $83 million in cap room, the most in the NFL for the commanders. I mean, they were courting him fairly strong, um, so – you know, this is the first time as well, right? This is the first time that he was going on and doing all these interviews. He was, you know. Yeah. Well, he was courted last year at this time, too. He, he interviewed for Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean. Not as much as this year, though. He's really right, this year was, called after this year. I, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in a position to say what these guys are doing, but what. What's been highly talked about is probably a combination of everything that you mentioned opening, you know, the, the show. And, you know, you can't be one of those guys <clears throat> and think that because you're a fresh new coach and you're coming off a winning season as a coordinator that they're going to give you the, you know, the sky, the the stars and, and everything else that comes with that because you got to kind of earn it. You know, you got to grind it out and make it and, and make do. Um, so, and that's a tough situation in Washington because that's a great ownership group 
And if they're offering you something, so you, you do can... like this Josh Harris? You think he's he's good? They, he owns the Devils and yeah. uh, and obviously the 76ers out of Philly. You, you think it's a good group? It's a it's a good group. They okay in basketball they're hurting a little bit, but um yeah, you know I you know how I feel about the 76ers. Yeah, um, and like um but you know Magic Johnson's on this group, and you you still have championship minded people that understand sports. And that's important. And and they allow the people within that sport to, who 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 have the know-how to to manage situations. And they, I think that what Johnson did was just kind of he's betting on himself and hoping that the Detroit Tigers return to a playoff. Lions. <laughs> I'm sorry. What I said. What I said. The Tigers. Well, baseball season. I heard him get here now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, um, the Lions and, and you know, <laughs> um, and I don't think that's gonna happen. But you know, that's him. He made a choice. He's a he's a big grown man. You know, he ain't a kid anymore. And uh, you know, if maybe he's hoping that um, what, what Keith earlier he said is maybe he's hoping for um, this guy to 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 lose to lose all his beans up there and and replace you know the coach. But if that happens, I'm not sure if the ownership would put him. First, in the first league, you know, so, yeah. But but we'll see. You know, it's the NFL. It's a crazy. It's been a crazy carousel of coaches being hired. Um, yeah. More, what do you think about that? Them going defensive like that with Dan Quinn like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people already rating that as a terrible pick for the. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, maybe it's what he can bring to the table as far as bringing in some other coaching staff. Yeah, from from Dallas. Um, also, coaching staff that's around the league that he he's coached with in the past. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Dan Quinn. Um, I don't feel like he did a good job at Dallas towards the end of the season or Atlanta as a head coach. At, right, at the end. seven games in the last just just recently, and then the situation that happened in Atlanta. But um, we'll see what happens. What you know, like the best thing about their situation is that they have room to grow and they're not just aside from this Dan Quinn thing, they're not just like spending money. They're trying to, they have a strategy and a plan and they're trying to make it work and fit. Um, But I think he's an in-between kind of pick. If you think about it, he's not like a super great pick, but he's a safer pick than choosing somebody and overpaying a coach who has no experience. Yeah. Cause yeah. The one thing that you want from a head coach, and the one thing you want to hear is like, I got, I know people who I want to hire who are going to work with me, not against me. I've worked with them in the past. But Ben Johnson, he don't got that. You know, he's just been a coordinator for the Detroit Lions, and then um, what's he going to do? Take everybody from Detroit? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. As long yeah, as you got well, some coattails and people that can hang on, you're you're in a good situation, and and I think Quinn will be okay. Um, and I don't, I just hope positive things for the Reds, for the Washington commanders, because their new ownership, you know, they got a great fan base over there and, um, you know, it's, it's, you want to turn the page and you want to just build from, from, from the get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that, um, there is a possibility it could work out. Say for instance, they hit that out of the park with a Drake May, you know? 
Uh, or whoever they get up with that two pick. I don't know who it might be. Maybe Jalen Daniels. Maybe Caleb Williams for all I'm hearing now. He sounds like he don't want to go to Chicago. Yeah, and, and there's news, and even Coward came out and said he talked to the yeah. team. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. Saying that he didn't really want to say that he doesn't want to be in Chicago. He just right. doesn't want to be in a team that's struggling and that, you know, um, if he wants to win. It's going to be hard to, to do it at Chicago. Man, it's kind of the same thing, but we're most sugar and syrup on top. Uh, listen, <laughs> if, if, you pull, if you pull off uh, – uh, Eli Manning, right? Yeah. You got that pick. You're Chicago. Go ahead and just pick him and just see what the whole NFL wants for him. Right? Because you got the first pick. So you can yeah. see what the rest of the NFL wants from him. And then you Not just... unless they offer you a King's ransom before the draft, you know? Yeah, I mean, but why just hold on to that nugget and then yeah. make sure you go to the right guy, right? Make well, you sure know you what, what he's going to do. That's what he did last year. I don't and then uh, what was it a few weeks before that they traded up? The Carolina traded up. It wasn't like right after the season. I don't remember. No, no, that was why. a few days. It was a few. Uh, it was a few days before the a few draft. weeks before and, the draft or something. And then, yeah. and then they announced it at the draft. Yeah, the, the draft. Uh, so, but you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on that that's gonna, you know, gonna affect. Washington and and how they grow and yeah. I don't think the draft is going to be the major proponent for for them. I think right now it's going to be who their coaching staff is. Yeah, you know, and and what they can do. Sam Howell's the quarterback right now, and I think right. if you don't look at it that way, then you you're already in in, in the negative. Uh, yeah, and, and this think- very well could be a situation where, uh, like Houston, we thought Houston was going to be a disaster. I did. And D'Amico Ryan's turned out to be a good coach, and he got the right quarterback. Even though he's a defensive-minded coach, he had a good staff around him, like you just said. Maybe he could get a good staff around him, and 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 this thing could work out in in Washington. But uh, I think the key factor is Bienemy. What is Bienemy going to do? Where is yeah. he going to go? Maybe he can work out something to stay with Quinn. You know, we'll see. Um... <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm starting to believe, like Jason Whitlock and people say, Benami simply is probably just not a good interview. I know the stuff with Colorado still may be haunting. You know, that stuff gets more play if you get hired as an eight, a head coach. But maybe he's – because these young guys are getting hired like crazy, yeah, you know? They're also getting fired like crazy, too. They don't they don't last too long if they don't get their 60 Yeah, these billionaires got the money to just – I would have I rolled the dice with the offensive-minded – uh, the enemy over a Dan Quinn, you know, but Hey, they hired Dan Quinn over Mike Brable. You know, maybe, maybe these guys that interviewed, maybe they told Washington, no, you know, I I think the, I think it's a process, right? Like if you're somebody who has a little bit of um, experience, you know, that rebuild, because this is a rebuild. Yeah. But it's, it's tough. But if this is a rebuild with championship aspirations, that's even that's even you're you're on a on the hot seat quicker. It don't matter how much they pay you. Like yeah. they're gonna be like, hey, this is year three, Hoth. You gotta, you know, you gotta make the playoffs and go. You know what I'm saying? So right. And they got some skilled players. It's not like a total break. You know, when you use the word, but people use the term rebuild. I think about Miami when Brian Flores took up. Well, they got rid of everybody. 
you know, they were really sorry them first six games ever getting beat like what forty nine to seven by the Ravens. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Games like that. I and that this team has, uh, you know, you know, Malorn Terry McLaurin's a really good player. He's got a he, he's a piece there. They got Jonathan um, Allen and 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 uh, Duran or whatever his name is. On, they got some pieces on the defensive line there, some pieces on the offense. It's not a total just a trash, trash team. No, uh, no, good no. Skill, uh, Ron Robertson's a good player running back, you know. I, I think it, a, a rebuild, it, it just goes to the word of, like, they, they moved on from uh, – Moving on for new quarterback, yeah. They moved on from um, – from the the players that they got rid of in the trade to, to yeah. get people, so they're going to be moving on from a few guys here too pretty soon, uh, and then getting new guys. So it's if you're a head coach, man, that's a you got to work with the GM. That's a lot of work to do to try to even yeah. set yourself up and, and get ready for the season, man. And so these guys who have experience know what that's like, uh, and to be yeah. under the microscope and under someone's thumb, that's hard because it's. It, it is you, but it's not really you. You have to, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you're on a hot seat if, if you, if you, you know. Right. So Mike I, McDonald. Uh, so it's a wait and see type of deal. Now, Mike Donald's also a defensive guy. That also surprised me because there's Pete Carroll's a defensive guy. But McDonald, he's got a lot more height coming out than, than a Dan Quinn. Very young guy. Uh, you know, work with both hardballs. Now I'm reading that Leslie Frazier has been hired. Uh, the Seahawks are hiring Leslie Frazier. This is from the NFL Network as assistant head coach. So I, I think that he's probably going to be their coordinator and mentor. See, they're doing the right thing. Frazier's an older coach. Right, right. McDonald's very young. He's only 36. So what do you think about McDonald taking over for the Seahawks? Maybe they're thinking he's a young Pete Carroll and hype that defense up, the players we mentioned earlier uh, last week, you know? Yeah, and, and that's a uh, um, somewhere, I guess, that uh, Seattle feels better starting out with, especially with the young and fast group that they have and that they're going to grow even more defensively. Uh, and, and they're going to be moving probably on from Bobby Wagner after this season. I would imagine. So, like, you know, so they're, they super know that. young everywhere, yeah. Yeah, so they, they have something to start with. You know, and I, I believe that ownership, they love defense, right? They know that defense matters and defense wins the game. So you, they're going to get offense and they're going to, you know, yeah, they're not going to just stay with, just focus on defense. They're not going to end up like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think, but they will. Um, <laughs> yeah, think, that's the case. What do you do with Geno Smith? I yes, mean, I was going to get there. $24,000 like, question, $64,000. Yeah, I, I would, I would pretty sure that they're going to move on from him and yeah um you know i don't think they realize here's a problem that that team hasn't been sold yet yeah and that's going to happen at some point right. oh so, Allen's sister's going to sell that team yeah so it, the, maybe that's why they went with the young phenine guy that's eager so it's easier to sell <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, but um sell it to him too as far as taking the job. Yeah. Maybe I that's mean, why maybe Brable or Belichick wouldn't take a job like that or Harbaugh or somebody, you know. Yeah, so I, I a lot of pieces will come together better when when the situation 
um, you know, fix his way out as, as far as ownership. Yeah. I don't feel like they're going to drop that money on Gino as much as he has improved and has been able to do things. So uh, it's easier to start with the defense, like I said, because they, you know, that's manageable and they can move parts. Not to say that they don't pay those players, but it's not a big chunk of the salary right now because a lot of them are rookies. Yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah. Second or, or, year guys. Yeah. Second year guys. Yeah. Yeah. So. Devin Witherspoon. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised uh, Colin Cowhart mentioned that, you know, I think it was five of the eight are, are defensive minded. You know, um, I, I was really shocked that this many defensive minded. And again, I think it's all about the interview, man. They must be really selling. They're they're big at motivational speeches, these defensive guys. Bobby, 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 I try to tell you, bro. I try to tell you, man, you have to have that defense, man. You got to not only have that defense, but your defense has to be able to score points or get you really close to, to, to to a touchdown. So, um, man, well, Bob, you know, Bobby, you, don't you are, you I, Bobby won't tough. score points. I don't want to get stopped like know? a hot potato, man. And I want him to squish it like a freaking mashed potato. So <laughs> <laughs> are you cool with that? You think yeah, you a, like that? Um, yeah, like Kirk Cousins. I like that. Um, you like that, Kirk? Um, what I want to see. Kirk Cousins is going to go into coaching. He's going to start saying that. No, <laughs> what I want to see is consistency and. You mostly most of the time it's easier to be consistent on defense than on offense. Yeah. Um, and and then when you have that consistency on defense, then your offense can play off of that. Um, right? Because yeah. your offense is like, oh, we're getting stops. We gotta, you know, we gotta pick it up. You know, you get more competitive, uh, and more, you know, more you get more out of that. But if your offense is there and your defense is terrible and they're giving just points away and just sliding and sliding, you just slide away from the game so quick. Um, as as the Ravens did, for for, for example, yeah, like, you know you can't catch up if you don't, you know, and your defense don't give you a good opportunity, man. It's tough. Yeah, I, I tell you, you never know who's who's a good interview uh, behind the scenes. We can't see that. Uh, like I told you before, I think I might have mentioned this. You might have mentioned it to the to the audience. Is McDonald was very young. He's thirty six years old. Mike Tomlin was thirty. Four. He must have killed it in the interview process. They had guys 15, 20 years older to him interviewing for that Steelers job because everybody knows Chuck No, Bill Cower. That's it. These people, they 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 make it impossible for you to fail there, you know? And uh, a lot of it, he they the Rooney's described it as hey, the guy had a vision, you know, you know, he had, he had the PowerPoint. He's really holding it down, and he had an answer for everything. And he was thirty-four year old, not even thirty-five yet, um, a defensive coordinator at the time from from Minnesota. You know, yeah, and I, I think maybe that me, was how McDonald. He must have killed it in the interview process like that. Yeah, and I think for people like that, um, who are visionaries, yeah, who are mature, who understand the game on both sides of the field. They put that aura out like, if you pick me, man, you ain't gonna have any problems. Like, yeah. Man. And if we and if we lose, we won't. We'll win two two games. You know, like things like that. You know, uh, and and I don't. But I don't. To be honest with you, and I said this earlier today too. It's like, I yeah. think just the y'all had a, y'all had a good back and forth today. Let's listen to it. While I was working as much as I could. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> the business owners. Beefangle, are you serious? 
are, are they trying to save money? Or what are they? They're treating their football team like another type of business, and they're you know, and they think that they're doing the best thing for the football team, and then it sometimes doesn't work out in their favor, and then they're they're just quick to nip that in the butt. So they yeah. feel like they'll always have an opportunity to, even if they lose money, they'll make more money in the back end. So, um, you know. It's football at the end of the day, and you should. If you're an owner, right. you should have football people around you, all you know, and all over that team, and and you then you work your way from there. Like you let them do do things, and yeah, you gotta keep watch over them because that's your money. But it's also a game, man. You know, and, and yeah, two teams, and not all of them are gonna win, right? So speaking of money, I know I didn't tell you this earlier, but th- this this came out through Pro Football Talk. Um. Jim Harbaugh got $16 million right. to be the Chargers coach. I actually thought that he would get a lot more than that. I thought he'd get maybe closer to 30-something. Whoa. Uh, you know, well, for one thing, California is ridiculously taxed. And uh, Bill Belichick, $25 million he was making um, at that, New England, right? So that's Check uh, this out. 20 to 25, yeah. So uh, then I read that Sean Payton got $18 million going to Denver last year, hmm. you would think that they would pay Harbaugh a whole lot more money than that since Harbaugh's coming off a national championship. You know what he's already did with the 49ers. Uh, that that was really shocking to me. But that, he's not uh, a Super Bowl winner. He didn't win a Super Bowl. No, that's As true. As a player or a coach, he hasn't. Yeah, he but he won a championship, and he, he was like a player two away from – actually, you know, potentially winning that Super Bowl against his own brother. You know, uh, I think that college has gotten so irritable for these coaches, even with him winning. I mean, he's he's been suspended for six games. But this NIL stuff and this trend, there's really a problem, man. I mean, they're running from college like it's on fire. You know, like the whole college, like you, if you've got a job as a head coach in college football, you're gonna catch on fire. You gotta stop, drop, and roll or something. Well, the problem, the I problem, mean, Nick Saban. Is, look at Saban, dude. I mean, he just. I think he could have coached four or five more years, though. Yeah, and the thing is that now everybody has the same power or even more power than Saban, or or any other ton of money, or you know, because money talks and people walk. Yeah, and and the problem is that Saban can't whatever he's offering isn't as sweet as a chocolate, you know, on the other side of the, you know, the other side of the state, yeah. you know, so who you, 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 you essentially competing with yourself because then you say, well, I got this much money and I can't get four-star players. I'm, I'm yeah. down to three-star, two-star players and they're not going to win me a championship. Right. Um, and, and, and so, you know, you, I'm sure that it was very, different for him to have to out coach like all these players to yeah. get to that position they were at and still not win. Yeah. Right. Cause they got to the, you know, they well, got also to the they're trying to keep the players. It, it, well, he's trying to like keep them from transferring all the time. And but it's the more of a is, sales job than it is a coaching and development job is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But again, these kids, man, today, they think that just because they're hired at top dollar, that they'll be able to do everything and anything at another school yeah. because the other school really wants them and the opportunities there, you know, to which 
if we go back and take it back to Ben to Johnson as a Detroit Lion coordinator, yeah, yeah, he, he think his stuff don't stink and he'd be able to yeah. do what he did in, in Detroit, and that's not necessarily true. Like, you know, maybe and, maybe that's why he didn't take he knows he's got a great offensive line in Detroit. Yeah, but that don't mean nothing, man. Uh, and even Dan, even Dan Campbell was like, yo, well, I don't know if we're gonna be here next year. And I think he meant it because he knows, you know, like uh the Vikings have a good a good situation with, with their coach. He they knows everything's changing NFL quickly. They have to make changes. Uh yeah. the Green Bay Packers are young, they're up and coming. And Chicago right now has got the you know, it's got them biting their lips like, man, what are they going to do? What is it that's going to happen? Because then you're looking at them being the third, maybe the, the last team on in, in that division. Because that division isn't yeah. isn't that good right now. That division right now, you know, now next season is supposed to be better, right? But this right. season it wasn't supposed to be that great. And they, I don't think it was because those teams, you could put any of those in the playoffs and they would have barely won to get to the next round. Detroit, mm-hmm. Detroit was able to do what they did. And you know, good for them, and and you know they outlasted as much as they yeah. could, but they that they weren't gonna beat a team like San Francisco. Yeah, not def, not in depth, or not in not even in in the in the roster that's built right, you know, for them. Right, the top team. Going back to that college angle with coaching now, this guy Jeff Halfley, he leaves his head coaching job in Boston College, and takes the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator job. Yeah, and he would be cut. Do you know how difficult it is to be at Boston College? Yeah. Just just the basketball team, they 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 struggle. Imagine a football team like yeah. Um, and because they've had, had some players, but it's just people taking players. pay cuts to get out of college, man. <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of prestige in some of these universities, but that prestige yeah. that they don't prestige don't pay bills, man. Money pays bills. Money, yeah. money is like you know what. I think they're just tired of dealing with the all the all the politics of of college football now with the NIL and the transfer portal. No, I, and I think it's more the TV schedule as well. Like, and you don't at, have a life; you're constantly recruiting. You got to recruit, and even if you recruit, you're about to sign the guy. He committed to you, right? That's supposed to mean something. No, we'll turn yeah. around and be like, "No, nah, I decommit, and I'm I'm not take my." services to clemson and you're like but that's on the that's down south that's not even in, the, in your yeah hometown. you know like i read a story today that there's the college is they're trying to get a, a, a an advisor an, an advisory board set up here uh to help out with all this stuff in the news of the tennessee news you heard me talk about that earlier yeah, i mean uh this guy just ups and leaves his head coaching job for a coordinator job in the nfl i thought it's kind of crazy but uh I don't know if it's a Boston College thing or not. I just think it's 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 everything else with college football right now. It's kind of crazy right now. I think the fact that they made it into super conferences, the TV yeah, deal. Yeah, and then you add that factor in there. The TV deals aren't as sweet. Uh, the kids who go into the schools, they see this. They're like, okay, what, what are these schedules going to be like? What school do I want to play for? What school did I commit for? What school yeah. can I go to? Because um, some – Look, me and you, we know you might be a you might be an athlete, but sometimes you stand up and be like, I don't know if I want to play that team. I don't I don't know if I want to you know be on TV. And if we if we win, it'll look nice. But if we lose, you don't want to be on that end either <laughs> because it's televised. Yeah, it's that's national, true. That's you, know true man. you know how how do you think Alabama like the whole Alabama nation and the SEC shook 
when they lost that game. Yeah. They was all like, oh, we got an opportunity now. They already got beat. Yeah. You know, and then all this talk about, oh, Alabama, they they lost, so they'll never make it to the championship game because they already lost the game. Right? Yeah. But they got they got a they got a good coach though to to fill in for for Saban. Yeah, so you know, and look at the these guys LSU licking the chops and you know people Kentucky they're like oh we we might have an opportunity Tennessee getting excited everybody Georgia really think they're going to be Georgia and Texas I think are going to be like number one and two next year. You know so. And that's another thing you you just added getting that pressure cooker called college football. yeah, switching back to the NFL, wanted to ask you this. Uh, I'm pretty impressed, man. The Titans, uh, they're raiding the AFC North here. Uh, you know, he did, Ron Callahan, did hire his own father, Bill Callahan, to help out with the offensive line. I thought that was a really good move. And then, hey, listen, a lot of hype up on the internet from former coaches and uh, former coaches and players talking about uh, Denard Wilson, uh, the defensive backs coach from Baltimore, hired going to New York and going to Tennessee. Yeah, it seems yeah. like they're really putting together some good stuff. This is what Lewis Reddick said. He's with ESPN. I think Reddick's a former scout. He says, "Remember the name Denard Wilson, DB coach for the Rams at the time, played it. He role in Tremaine Johnson and Janoris Jenkins' development as the cornerback. That was seven uh, or eight years ago now." Uh, in 2016, uh, what do you think about Tennessee staff coming together, man? You you keep up with the Titans? Yeah, I, and they post they post they post him from the Giants because the Giants are thinking about signing him, and that's that's the problem with the Giants. They they think too much and don't react. <laughs> so um, I guess good for the Titans, right? Because they end up getting them a a, a, a top flight coach. And it's good he got his dad too to help him out because he's very yeah, young. And, you know. Going back to I Callahan, just, I, you know, I'm, I want to, I and I hope that they come out with some kind of identity, and not be like the Jacksonville Jaguars or, or you know, like, and I don't want, you know, you don't want them to be like the Texans because the Texans they got a little swagger, but you you want them to come out hitting and, you know, and play some smash mouth football, man. Like, um, if you're gonna have a guy like Callahan on your team, you know that the O line is gonna be. Much solid. improved. Much improved yeah. in the solid. Not a great not it's a, been the biggest Healy's Hill for Tennessee, man. Right, right. And then my thing too is, you know, has Will Levis, and they're already talking about he's gonna be a starter. And you know, when you see his arm and you see what he can do, you're like excited. But then when he when he doesn't do those things, you're like, Can is this guy gonna be able to be to stay on the roster? Yeah. You know, he goes. Well, I think he'll get the proper scheme and coaching with this group. But hey, you never know, man. Or offensive minded head coaches can see early on that hey, this guy's going to be a clown or this guy's going to be a star. Defensive guys say, ah, forget about his warts here. We'll just run the ball. We'll stop the run and we'll play good defense. And that's usually how those things go off off the rails too. Let me ask you a question: If this ends up being like the Chicago Bears, I have. <laughs> What's his name? Um, Fields. No, no, I'm talking about from back in the day. Um, from Vanderbilt. What's his name? I forget his name. Jay Cutler. If this becomes, he, he does kind of got that cocky persona about if, it. Big if this arm. Is like a, a Bears Cutler team that went to the playoffs, and are you gonna be happy with that? 
Well, I mean, that that's a that's a really good comparison. It is very good arm, uh, kind of standoffish, very cocky. Uh, he's a bit of a um, academic. Uh, I think his parents went to Yale or something, even though he went to Kentucky. I think he transferred from, um, like, where did he transfer from? Was it what, West Virginia or something like that? Yeah, some One of those stuff. schools up there, Will Levis. So he, he's kind of moved around. It might have been Pittsburgh. Might have been Pittsburgh or, or Penn State. One of those schools in that same area. So it, it – uh, but that being said, a good offensive-minded head coach, they'll be able to see that and, and make a move and, and let Ryan Carthon know that, hey, look, man, this guy ain't got it. I think by next Thanksgiving – give or take a few games. I think we'll know if they, but, if they feel like they can win with Will Levis. Right. But that, you know, that um, coaching style was pretty stout in Chicago. Um, You know, would, would you be okay if the Titans just kind of make the playoffs? Is that what you want? Uh, Making the playoffs in this division, the way it's hyped up now, uh, that would be a big jump because they have been retooling their offensive line. They've been they've retooled some defensive guys they've let go. Uh you know, Jeffrey Simmons still very he's still he's not even in his prime yet. He's still pretty young. Well, let me let me tell you you got a lot of guys on rookie. That's why Tennessee's got a lot of money right under the cap uh, under the cap as well, other than Hopkins, and I think they may keep him for one more year. So so that's receiver. My, so that's my perception and what I'm going at is like. Tennessee playoffs is good for next year. I don't think yeah, they get you the cannot, Super Bowl. You cannot be okay with it. Your your goal should always be like, listen, Super Bowl or bust. Well, they could get to the Super Bowl next year. Well, I'm, I'm, not, saying, your quarterbacks, I'm not saying uh, they can't. But if they put that co- that coaching staff that's coming together, yeah, you're going to have to pick up a few more players, about 20 players, maybe 25, you know, 10 on one side and 15 on the other. Um. Is that is that going to be because you're going to lose you're losing Henry, so you, you know you got a decent. Well, run yeah, I would I would move off him. Maybe get him for the right price, but more likely I would move off Henry. They got right. Spears, man. Yeah, you make it sound and like then they make draft another. You make it sound like he's like like Kamara or something. I'm mean, Spears is okay, but in this offense he might be. He was with the incompetent offense last year. He was with the with the in. Indisposed, inconsistent line for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and the coordinators would nothing. I mean, I didn't. The coordinators haven't been anything. Nobody's been knocking down the doors for Tennessee's former staff. <laughs> well, they, well, they did. Not even Grable. I'm surprised, but yeah, they you know did. something. Here, here's here's a here's a quick little hot take. If John Rostano's watching, Grable may be holding out. If if Ron Day, with all this talent, I keep reading that Ohio State's getting. Uh, if Ron Day screws up next year with Michigan gone, they'll fire him next year. If he loses two or three games, and then I think Vrabel would be a good candidate for the uh, Ohio State job. He went to Ohio State. He's been rumored to to, to be interested in that job for yeah, a few years. He coached as well. He coached uh, already as a as a he was a he was on the staff on Ohio State staff a few years. Yeah, I think he he worked there for a year or so, didn't he? Yeah. So I mean. Anything is possible right now, but I just want—I want for as you look, you know, asking you as a Titan fan, you're okay with just getting to the playoffs? Well, it's a step in the right direction. 
You yeah. know, I mean, if yeah, I got it depends to... on how they play in the playoffs. I mean, if they barely get in and they look dreadful, you know, if they look like the Steelers did last year, right. they're not a good play. But if what if they look like the the Lions? You know, what if they look like the, the Green Bay the Packers? The Green Bay Packers ain't in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Hey, to you, you never know, man. What I'm saying to you is that nobody this, thought the Titans would get the Super Bowl in '99, but it did happen. Yeah, I mean, but you know, they, think about Detroit. They were 17 points up at one point, and could have been up 17 points again if this guy wasn't so reckless. Listen, and you know they had. There's talk about this and that and recklessness. They didn't score. Well, no, they point. didn't make the playoffs last year, Detroit. They didn't score a point in the third quarter. So okay, okay. You know, like but, all right, on, I'm, I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is like. Every this is why I didn't like the, the Giants picking up the Buffalo Bills management and coaching staff. It's because <laughs> they, they didn't do nothing. They you you took you you try you saying you took these coaches from and 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 you put them yeah. down on your staff, but you took a coaching staff that is not a championship caliber coaching staff. Gotcha. Because because Callahan didn't win with the Bengals, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. His father, no, his father but went to the Super you Bowl. Can't get everybody from there. Everybody's plucking away, plucking right. away. Right, but you know, pluck, pluck, this pluck guy's away. got a good staff. Oh, my first reaction when I read this, he's got a good staff behind him. I got good vibrations about this. Yeah, you but know, my my question, I would have been, I would have been really disappointed if they would have hired Dan Quinn. No, 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 no. You see, see the opposite. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hey, let's get to the games, man. I don't want to go over today. Uh, okay, give your thoughts. Start with Baltimore. I thought that was a better game. People may disagree with me. That Baltimore-Kansas City game, even though it wasn't a lot of scoring, right. a lot of strategy in that game. Those are the two best teams, I think. What you think? Remember what we talked about last week? They had to play the perfect game, and they almost did. Right, and but the thing with <laughs> – the thing with Baltimore is, I and Kansas I texted, City, you know, yeah, yeah I, t- I texted it to you, and I was like, I feel like that was a scrimmage game. Like they were trying to, they're trying to have Jackson do things that he didn't, he's not used to doing, or he shouldn't be doing, or yeah, or like it just wasn't something that felt. Natural. Yeah, why do you think that? I mean, we knew that the corners were the strength of the Chiefs. Why right, challenge right. them? You know, because you you shove the ball down the people's throat if that's what you know what to do. You yeah. don't go. You don't take a knife to a gunfight. You know that you gotta have extra bullets, and you gotta make sure you got the best gun that you can control. You're not gonna take a AK-47 either and be just all over the place, right? You gotta know. You gotta know where you're at. And they were at home. Yeah. Right. They had the right. They they, they had everything was set for them to move forward. Because Kansas City ain't never played in a, in a away game for the championship. To go uh, to not with this group, no. Yeah. So. You know, but it came it, it came to bite him in the butt, and like I mentioned, and like we talked about, um, Kansas City had players that been there before, <laughs> like you know, and they were totally cool under fire. Yeah, and totally so cool. That show. It's, yeah. Why don't you? Why do you think that they avoided the middle? Do you think maybe just um, that uh, Steve uh, Sarke or Sarkeesian Spagnato? Well, you think he was that good? No, I just taking likely in Mark Andrews out of the game. I I just think it was a, it was good scheming by their defense to just keep rushing and and going forward at Lamar. Yeah, and it was terrible for the coaching staff 
and not changing their scheme by not running the ball at least five or ten more times and yeah. and, and also allowing Lamar to move to either the right or left and throw the ball if he had to. But don't tell him to sit there and and, and try to make a play. Uh, you know, like he sat there like a sitting duck for like three quarters of the game. And it was infuriating. And even Odell Beckham, somebody who like doesn't really say much, he just throw me the ball, was like, bro, you can make plays happen. Just move. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, and and then you turn around and, and, and it's like. You know, part of me thinks maybe the book's out on Lamar because – you don't. You never really bring safeties up like that and blitz right, them, right. but they're not. He was doing it and very effective, because that's yeah, I mean, dangerous in most cases in NFL because you're leaving guys on an island with those corners, and there's a lot of there's a lot of real estate there if he can get the ball off and make the play. You know. Right. So so and I was saying that obviously Zay Flowers was one of the players of the game for for Baltimore. Yeah, 115 but, yards. Yeah, but I would have if, if the coaching wise and scheming wise, I would have had. I would rather him have a, like 80, 90 yards, but had more rushing yards because that would have probably gave yeah. you more opportunity to to stay in the game. Best situation for the Chiefs. The defense goes out there. They go three and zero. Boom. They you know, right out. Yeah. Yeah. Three and out, and that's it. They, the Baltimore Ravens have to do something else, and that was what that was a frustrating part. That was like, and then you're like, okay, so this defense is going to try to force me to do this and this, and you sit there and you think about it. If you're a quarterback or even even a you know the offensive coordinator, like, okay, these this is what they're doing. Change it up, bro. Yeah. You didn't run the ball. You you did not run the ball. Like you and you had this. The and you know something? I, I read. Um, I read an interesting stat about that, and maybe that's why people were eager to hire Mike McDonald, is the fact that in the second half, they held him to like sixty three yards. Uh, yeah. They held they held Kansas City to sixty, and then you yeah. know. That was a one-score game there towards the end. I know Zay Flowers fumbled that ball. That would have been a three-point game if he didn't score there or mm-hmm. if he scored there and it didn't get called back. It's like they panicked for no reason. He thought yeah. the defense was going to keep giving up, but I don't think Lamar's processing the fact that, okay, my defense is holding it down. They're waiting for us to get caught up and come back and win this thing. He's thinking – I think he's all bummed out because – in the first half, you know about all that time of possession that Kansas City did. Right, right. And it kind of – I think it made them panic, like you said. And, you know, they it haven't been there before. As much – as talented as they were, they haven't been in that position all year long, man. And, and um, Especially and I, in the postseason where it's a little quicker, you know. Right, and, and I think that's something that he even he, he got called out for, but that's something – you got to lose to learn how to win. Michael Jordan, you know, so yeah, um, I don't that's why I'm not ready to write them off, man. Yeah, no, no, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, um, they got too many good players that are under contract. That Baltimore defense did their job, so nobody can be in Baltimore. They were money in that second half, yeah, yeah, and um, and statistically, like. <laughs> They did exactly what they did in almost every game. And analytics wise, the only problem was that their offense didn't score this 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 in this particular game. Right. So um, yeah, but I I because you didn't it didn't seem like the, the the Ravens that you watched all season, it just seemed like a different situation. That's why I didn't like this. This game was off-putting. I'm like, 
And it's not that I want to see a million touchdowns be thrown and scored. Right. The thing is, a competitive. It just felt that like they, the only pe- team that was pressing on to try to get going was Kansas City. Um, even yeah. as, even as good as the Ravens defense was playing, right? Yeah. How impressed were you with Mahomes? You know, he didn't have an incompletion in the first quarter. Uh, I thought I thought that it was elite focus. I mean, yeah, just. I, it, it was one of his best performances of his career because of the situation and how good that Baltimore defense had been playing and as hard as it is to execute with them with injuries on their offensive line. Yeah, and, and I give credit. Yeah, I like what Mahomes does because his composure was cool. He wasn't Very cool, frustrated. Yeah. But what I like was the supporting cast around him. They stepped up their game. Everybody elevated. You know, and, and, and Pacheco. When, yeah, cause, because your quarterback's cool. And you're cool, then you can get things done. Pacheco did all right in the first half. Azurzik, he did okay as a, a fullback. Um, you know, yeah. George Kittle's playing well. And I always say if George Kittle has a good game, it was two comeback. Yeah, it was two know, teams you, that you're really more likely the, the Chiefs are gonna win that game because he he blocks from uh he he blocks uh you know um I'm sorry, not um I'm talking about the 49ers, but you know, like um uh Kelsey, you know, yeah. like he he did his job and then um uh NKS and all those guys are doing oh MBS, yeah. MBS was doing like, all those gambling. guys were, were were doing their job and, and everybody and they didn't and even if it was one mistake, it was it wasn't three and out. You know what I'm saying? It was a small mistake of a penalty or so, then they got back out, then they got back in, and they were they stayed away from being three and out as much as possible. And you like you said, it was almost a perfect game for Kansas City and for their situation, man. Yeah, I can't believe they were focused and locked in that much. Only issue I would have had uh, now, if I'm the league, I said this on the other day. I would uh, I would test Kels though. Uh, drug test Kels. Uh, you get a hundred <laughs> something yards against that defense mm-hmm. uh, before the playoffs started. You're you know three catches, sixteen yards, and against Cincinnati, well, he, um, if he, he ain't got I'm... nothing to hide. If he ain't got nothing to hide, he takes the. You know, C.D. Lamb was drug tested this year. Yeah, I heard that. These are young players. So being an older player and you do that, it, it's really kind he of on a, that, a red flag. He, he's on that T.S., man. <laughs> Taylor Smith. They got that T.S. Uh, T.S. magic. That's a good one, man. I'll, I'll save that and, and clip it, perhaps, if I'm in a pretty good mood that day. Uh, okay, let's go to the other one. Let's hear it. Detroit. Uh, San Francisco, I got to ask you your thoughts on Dan Campbell. I think it was reckless. As not Dennis Green, as Dennis there. Green says, then they are who they are. Say. <laughs> <laughs> you want to crown No, um, I that's I funny, from, man. I said it from the get. Uh, Detroit's always been inconsistent, and that has to do with the coaching staff, um, yeah. and, and the coach call, um, also. But you, you can't sit there and be upset they didn't this Detroit team didn't really do anything in the second half like where yeah. was Gibbs like all of their stars aside from Goff who I don't think is a, a, a great player he's a good player okay yeah. player okay didn't they they didn't do anything they were on the field and then they got off the field they were they were on it's almost like the whole thing that happened in Baltimore they just got on the field and then three and out and okay we'll go out and you know because we already What's have your take on on not taking it, it, it's two minutes left in the third quarter. You hit that field goal, you're up 17. Yeah, but people keep people keep saying coming back to that. Look, you can't tell me the, okay. 
Are you okay with it or not? It's a choice he made. I'm, I don't care for those, any of those teams. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying if, if you're Dan Campbell, do, do you go ahead and go for it? The team wasn't doing that bad in the, in the first half. Okay. Right? So you probably would have went for it. I, I would. I don't think that call is so much worse than the fact that a wide receiver dropped the ball three times or – the fact oh that, yeah, who was that? Reynolds, I think. Josh Reynolds. Yeah, and then the the fact that you know you you could tell they hadn't been there. Yeah, you know exactly. And then you you have a, and, a you running know, back. You didn't. Forty Niners have been to three straight of these things, and you didn't give your running back any opportunity. Any opportunities? He had thousand yard rusher this year, one of the rookie best rookies of the league, and you didn't give him the ball enough. You you know so Gibbs um, or, or Montgomery. Yeah, Gibbs and then yeah Gibbs um, yeah. And then you you know you're out here like you you didn't use any of your tools after the first half like you you was just on the field like okay like a pedestrian like come on yeah. man that was and everybody talks about oh well golf had a good game well you know what if you compare the completions to Purdy and, and golf golf had less complete took him more times to get as almost just as much as what it took Purdy to get. Purdy had yeah. his completion ratio was was a lot better than um, Goff, and it was more like to the point, and they had positive yards. Goff had completions, what a touchdown, maybe one touchdown. Yeah. And I thought and, Goff had a pick, but he didn't. No, he didn't have a pick. Their big turnover was that Gibbs fumble. Yeah, and then yeah, they quit giving it to him. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, um, another rookie, just like Zay Flowers. It's it just goes to show you. It, it, the, the experienced teams didn't panic, man. Right. Even being down 17, did you think? I thought that I thought the 49ers would probably come back. Even when they were down 17, I thought they're gonna stay, they're gonna stay with Christian McCaffrey. Right. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna kind of chip away here. And that's sure enough, that's what they did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I would like like when I mentioned before and I mixed the names up, but Zurzik and, and Kittle. Like they, yeah, you know, they stepped up their game. Everybody came up and 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 was a part of that. It wasn't just McCaffrey and you know, like it wasn't just the main people. Like when everybody steps up because everybody knows that this this means something. Yeah. You know, it's 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 better for the offense because it's not just Purdy out there alone. And Purdy, he saw and and made plays with his legs. And it was incredible to watch because you're looking at this guy like, what the heck's going on? Like he's doing yeah. his thing. He's make he's giving your team positive yards and keeping you away from turnover turnover the ball on downs. And um, and I mentioned earlier today with the show, you know, like he kind of looked like you know Steve Young out there was just running around. Yeah, he had 40 uh 48 yards rushing. He at, he he just realized, hey, look, they're I can't make every big throw and they're falling. Back in the coverage so far, a lot farther. He's gonna have to do that to to win this Super Bowl. And and you know what? Yeah, forty eight yards rushing. I mean, I was very impressed with Brock Purdy's rushing ability. Yeah, and I and I tell you what, and that just that positive positive yardage is a positive outlook. Is a positive emotional feeling. It, It keeps it going. And not not for nothing, but Detroit. They they went to double up on on their on you know they were like okay we don't have the best secondary everybody knows that that's our yeah you know, that's our clink in our armor and 
they were exposed in the running game because they they had so much focus on 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 going out there and, and trying to block those wide receivers. So yeah, you know, uh, San Francisco did good in, in switching it up and and finding different ways to get back in the game. And Detroit did terrible in trying to cap the game off, not score enough points. Had they scored, and I'm not talking about field goals, man. I'm talking about touchdowns. Had they, they scored two more touchdowns, 49s would have been out of it. Yeah, they 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 were done, man. And uh, you know, Jamison Williams had a good game. Yeah. So you asked me about a kick. A kick don't matter, man. It just then. Um, no, I mean, I, I totally think that that Dan Campbell, because you got to look at Nick Bosa's like, yeah, we got the momentum. Everybody was hyped up when they missed that fourth and two. Then you got the Brandon Ayuk fifty yard crazy catch that ends up going for a touchdown. Right. I mean, that is a seven. That's a from being up seventeen to now being up. Uh, uh, let's see, that's a ten point turnaround. Right. Just, they were only up seven. <laughs> right. right. So, but what I'm saying that's is, how, that, you know how fast that happened, dude. Yeah. It was like bang, bang, bang. And and I told you, you need breaks like that to to you know mount a, a big comeback. You know, but Detroit Lions did what they what they usually do. They how, they played how they usually play. Like, in analytics, they would make that 24, 27 points a game. Like, they, they were right on point with analytics. Yeah, yeah, you said that earlier today. And <laughs> yeah. so I just totally think that Dan Campbell, this is what message, when you don't do that, you're saying, number one, I don't trust my defense. Well, if you don't trust your defense that bad, that much, go ahead and fire Aaron Glenn, okay? Then you're saying, I don't trust my quarterback to get back up here, Um because we, we, we got to finish this drive off. If we don't, if we, uh, we'll miss it. And he's saying he don't trust this kicker. So that's what he's saying when he, he goes for that kick. But, he did it twice. Yeah, and I'm, and, and, you know, he was, he was going to do it uh, the fourth and go. He said that. I watched it twice, the game. I had it recorded. Yeah. He said that at the end of halftime. That was on like the six or seven yard. I'm like, man, what? somebody on the internet was saying, somebody on the X app, they said, you know, Dan Campbell is the kind of guy playing blackjack. He hits on eighteen. <laughs> yeah, but and, and you know what? He, but that's the guy you hired. That's the guy you wanted yeah. to coach. That's the guy everybody's A like total oh, maniac. He's gonna bite into. And then he he exudes that to like I mentioned this earlier. He exudes that energy to his players, and he's telling his players, "Y'all got to max out on the field." You guys got to do everything. You so you need like you like that crazy wild gambling. It don't. Mentality. You know what? You, you sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that extra hit of motivation. But let me tell you something. I guess they'll play more fearless because of it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Again, you have to play fearless. You can't say you're gonna do it. You have to do it. I believe in just adding points, dude. <laughs> just add points as he, much as you look, can. Think about it. What? How much different would this game would have been had Goff? If Goff was more of a running quarterback. Yeah, that's true. He could have ran for that first down, you know. I've I mean, seen golf run before. Yeah, I've seen him run too, like to the bathroom. Like, listen, no, he didn't. Like, he didn't run in this game, you know. No, I mean, he, he. But they he, were depending on guys like Laporta, nine catches, ninety-seven yards. That's a, another rookie, Gibbs. It's just a lot of key players were young, you know. But young uh, players win the Super Bowl. I'm surprised they got this far. I thought they would probably get put out in the division round. Actually, I thought that the Rams were a bad matchup for them, but uh, that I wasn't think, it, man. 
that that was not it. I just it's it's what Detroit usually does. That they, they take a. You're good saying team. you're they are who you thought they were. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Which way are you leaning for the Super? Well, I mean, we're not making predictions. We'll do that next week. But which way are you leaning if the, from what you see right now? Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a a, a field goal difference. They might go to overtime. I think. Yeah. I think they're evenly matched. Um, uh, and I think that they're both gonna be kind of trying to recuperate some of their players that are you know been hurt. And they're yeah. coming back, so I think it's going to be an evenly match, and I think it's going to be low scoring too. Like if if this Detroit and if the if this Kansas City and um, Baltimore game was low scoring, this game ain't going to be too too much high. It's, it's in an indoor fast track facility. Yeah, and it's be... if, if if Cal Shanahan's smart, like I think he is, then I was looking at a box score, and I'll talk about this again next week. That. Um, that uh, uh, Russell Wilson and Denver, when when they beat when they beat the Chiefs, they had forty rushing attempts between Russell Wilson himself and those three running backs. This will be a lot of Debo Samuel. This will be a lot of Christian McCaffrey. And now the other element, this will be a lot of Brock Purdy running. Yeah, you if know, he, if, he, if he chooses to do it this game, he turned it up. So. If they try to just out sling these guys, they're going to get beat. Kansas City will beat them. Yeah, if if he, if they play wide open, uh, so okay, you're on. Are you serious? Uh, Nine a.m. Eastern on uh, Friday morning, right? That's right, every Friday, and then on uh, Wednesday nights on the NFC East Roundup with Alan Perez. Okay, and now then, uh, what what channel was that on as far as YouTube? Uh, that's on on the Northeaster. That's on the LTS. LTS. Oh. Yeah, LTS still doing it. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, finger red number one. Oh yeah, they like the little thing, and the tab must be hiked up. Yeah, both I mean, of them are number ones. Ring of red. Uh, okay, and then of course you're here on uh, with me on Fridays. I got a great show next week, man. I hope uh, hope to see a Friday uh, to break this Super Bowl down. You know, uh, I got Sanja uh, Pearson coming on from the Mac and Jack show on uh um let's see wednesday or thursday and then of course i got jeff jefferson coming on too so and i always listen i I got a a, this is like a shout out to jeff code let's see if he can make the defensive coordinator jeff code make (laughs) make it happen bring jeff code back bring Tupac back i want to see i want to see uh um you know i want to see jeff code and uh my man norton Double up, Ken Double Norton Jr. Double. Yeah, man, you trying to take us back to '94. Yo, man, bring it back. Three. <laughs> All right, thank you, Chad. Thank you, Carlos. Everybody, Have a good night, everybody. We'll see sport. you next week. Same taste, same time here on Sports Go. <laughs>